Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today with us, we have Brian Hobson. He's a producer, an actor, writer, host of the Spooky podcast, Footsteps in the Attic, a paranormal investigator, and he is the big brother of the sweet, magical Gracie Ray, who we love. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very easy to love. Oh, isn't she? She's so <laughs> lovable. 99% of the time. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Well, she's got a lot of amazing talents herself. Yes, she does. And it definitely complements with the ghost slash paranormal investigation aspect. So it is a huge feather in my cap when I can lure her to locations. Like growing up, was she mm -hmm. like getting messages and then you're like, yeah, let's go investigate this. <laughs> yes, and, yes and no. Um, she would get messages, but she would not want to go to the locations oh. quite often. It is, uh, it is something that we have to like coax her to do, especially if it's something that potentially has some negative energy involved, then it's like, what, all right, listen, I'm begging. Like, I promise you're not going to get hurt, nothing, but we need your skills to know what exactly is going on because I can right. use equipment, but she's so much better than any piece of equipment that I could possibly bring to a location. Wow. <laughs> so, so you, you're the one who's brave enough to go do it. <laughs> brave, brave or stupid enough, however you want to, <laughs> however you want to phrase that. But yes, I will go poke the paranormal bear to get a reaction. I, I will do that. Not yeah. always the wisest move, but, if it gets, gives me some evidence, then I will do that. Okay. Is that what you're seeking? Because I'm like a big, you know, I love mysteries. I love true crime. I, I mm -hmm. really love history. Me too. Is that kind of your nature and what's led you here? Totally. I think it's like when you can verify that there is life after life, that to mm -hmm. me is the biggest Ultimate. discovery you could possibly make to me that is the it's just getting that validation that these people that have these stories and these experiences are not crazy there is very much a world within our world that we cannot see but it is as tangible as any piece of furniture we have it is it is there and i can say conclusively that the spirit realm exists so to me that's why i do it a child, I used to sense a lot at night, you know, mm -hmm. not knowing what it was, but I slept most of my nights under covers. I, I understand that feeling. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's scary. It's also scary. There's mm -hmm. aspects of the spiritual realm that are not positive. There are negative. There is a demonic side, if you'll pardon my phrase on that. Um, coming from a Christian background, I use the demonic word, but some people just say negative but they are interlinked. And that is not a fun aspect of paranormal investigation, but it's just as fascinating, if not more mm -hmm. so. You guys come from a very spiritual family or something? Yes, my mom is very uh, hardcore uh, Catholic, but not in the sense of where she's like, you know, like some Catholics that are like really into it are very sort of like judgmental and narrow-minded. And it's like this way or the highway. Like mom's not like that. She's very accepting of other views and other other religions. And I took that with me growing up. 
that's why like I'm very open to people that are from a different spiritual point of view than myself. You know, I really respect Wiccans. I respect, uh, you know, whatever is your thing that I can work with that. And if somebody's having a, a problem spiritually and they need some help, then I can work with them no matter what denomination or view that they introduce into their home. You know, I have to say, when I looked at Gracie's resume and bio, yeah. and then yeah. I looked at hers, holy shit, you guys have like these crazy amount of things <laughs> you've done in like your lifetimes that are all over the chart. Like, True. We asked her some dirt on you, just FYI. Uh oh, and here we go. <laughs> of course we did. <laughs> because we wanted to. Uh, we are sneaky. She um, <laughs> didn't have any dirt on you at all, by the way. But I, I thought it was interesting that you are over here as a comedian, this funny guy, on yeah. this, and then you're over yeah. here on the dark side, you know, seeking yeah. out ghosts, and then yes. acting, and then you're over here, you're really into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's what people say. They're like, you have a well-rounded circle of interests, and. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where that came from, to be honest with you, but it's there. I'm, I'm very much attracted to show. So I think that's the theatrical side of like wrestling, which I appreciate. It's very much a show, but there are good guys and bad guys in it. And that's uh, what I can appreciate of it. My son, yeah. who's autistic, mm -hmm. this is yeah. the only thing that has to be consistent in his life. You can take uh, away food. Uh, you can take away anything. But do not mess with Monday Night Raw. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a dedicated fan right there. <laughs> uh, and not only is he dedicated, but he can tell you every single detail and their names and who they fought in the past and their upcoming schedule. Like, he's, it's crazy. That's beyond impressive. I can't even remember yeah. what I had for lunch yesterday. So that, to me, is like, wow, that, that blows my mind. Okay, so your sister also said that mm -hmm. you're a writer and that eventually you want to write children's books. Are they going to be a paranormal children's books? There's <laughs> definitely going to be a paranormal theme to them because, come on, I have to. I have to have that dark, you know, ah, like Tim, Tim Burton-y type feel to them. I love yeah. that. Are they going to be Cas Casper the Ghost, like all cute? So, something along those lines, but with a, a little slightly darker... Like yeah, there you go. There I you go. am your other mother. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I actually do that. I'll put the buttons in my eyes to my kids. <laughs> They'll be like, you're creepy. <laughs> Great. See, I love that. If you can right. give them out just a little bit, that's a good yeah. thing. Just a little bit. It's still cute. Kids like a, a scare. Kids like a little bit of a scare. Yeah. True. That's what Halloween's about, right? Thank you. Exactly. It's, it's an adrenaline rush. Have you ever done a past life regression? I have not, no. Funny you mention that because I've mentioned that to Gracie quite a few times. That's something I would like to participate in. I'd like to get more information on yeah. my past lives. You said you're really like a big time collector of like 20s and 30s. I feel very connected to that time period, that era, mm -hmm. both the anywhere from like the 30s through the 50s. There's definitely- Okay, so you probably came right into this next life. I can tell you're an old soul and I think that that Thank probably you. has to do with 
why you have such wide variety of interests. What kind of books did you like as a child or what were your hobbies when you were young? Well, when I was very young, I was really into like the horror movies that would air on like local like television. And I would just sit there and wa I could watch them for hours, like those creature feature marathons and like Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. I would just be mm -hmm. mesmerized and I would have yeah. my action figures. And mom would say I would sit there for hours and just create worlds and scenarios. And she would leave and come back and I'd be right in the same spot, still like playing away, you know, trying to use my imagination. And I was always into the paranormal and ghosts. I, it was like, there was an immediate attraction there. I don't know why, but it's been there ever since I was a little, little kid. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you have a connection to certain places? We know you live in New York. Yeah. I love Philadelphia. I love the, and the Philadelphia suburbs. There's a lot of paranormal History. activity that goes there. I've been to Gettysburg quite a few times. I also feel a very strong connection to the Revolutionary War. I've read a lot about it. I watch all those marathons. I've been to like the George Washington house and felt like a weird connection there. So oh. I don't know if there's something with a Revolutionary War in myself, but I'm definitely connected to it. And ironically, the British side, and I have a lot of oh, British yeah. blood in the family. So okay. it's very interesting that there might be some pull. Yeah. The British are coming. The British are coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that whole thing. So it's interesting because my whole life I thought I was mostly German. But I've, I've always wanted to go to Scotland. And the pictures of Scotland really fascinate me. And I didn't know yeah. why. Well, yeah. then when I ancestry i found out i'm definitely more scottish than i am german so it just kind of makes sense when you do your ancestry funny yeah. you say that because i just found out the same thing recently that i'm a lot more scottish than german and i thought i was mostly german growing up and it turns out Scot okay well brian i yeah. had no idea that i had not a lick of german in me not any <laughs> i never i've never heard that before ever and when I did my ancestry, I found I was mostly German more than anything. Wow. And I wasn't even really what I had been told my whole life. <laughs> so, That's so. huge. You must Hopefully have done a double promise. take. It, yeah, I'm still in shock. It's, I found that it was such a healing process, discovering yeah. all that and connecting with my ancestors and what they went through, that now I help people do that. So that's what I, I've that's been doing phenomenal. a lot lately. It's fantastic. Look at that. You know, yeah. what's, you know what's funny is that my whole life since I thought I was so German, I mean, my last name is Baum, you know, Baum. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I like brainwashed myself into liking sauerkraut so much. And now that <laughs> I know that I'm not German, it doesn't taste as good. I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should try it again. <laughs> I've done the same thing. I'm like appreciating like tilts and like the Loch Ness Monster, and I'm like, right. I, I want to explore that. Yeah, right, <laughs> but you know it is, it's within us. Yeah. So what has been your favorite place to actually go and investigate? Oh, what a great question. Oh, th that's hard to like, with one location, it's hard, but I would say if for consistency, for results that I've gotten every single time, I would say Gettysburg. If you go to Gettysburg, I tell people this, and you're seeking a paranormal encounter of some kind, you will find it. I've wow. been there four times. I've had paranormal encounters four times. There's been no layup of activity. If you seek it, it's there. The energy is so strong in Gettysburg. Yeah. Even my father was with me during one of the visits, and he started mm -hmm. sort of egging the spirits on, which I 
I encouraged him not to do, but he started provoking. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay, well, if there's something here, why don't you just pass through me? And it wasn't 40 seconds later, he got this look on his face where I didn't even recognize him for a second. And he was just like, he looked like he was in pain. And he grabbed my arm and he goes, I almost just asked you to take me to the hospital. He's like, something walked right through me just now. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, dad, you, you just provoked the spirit and you know, pissed it off. So it, it responded to your invitation to pass through. When we had Grace down a few months ago, I had yeah. watched your documentary that you guys did. It was The Witch of Hinsdale. Yes. Right? Yes. And and you and anybody can watch that on Amazon and I highly recommend it. In fact, afterwards I was like, okay, where's the series? I can't just watch <laughs> one. It was a teaser. I, I called her up and I'm like, girl, y'all need we're, to go out and do some more. We're we're working on a potential on a potential <laughs> one with with a okay. very spooky location. So uh, I'm okay. glad you said that because that's in the Well, work. I'm glad you're doing it. But tell us what happened at the end. That was very strange. What happened it, to you? It was very strange. Um, and I've never had something quite like that happened to me uh, before or since. I think because I was provoking spirits that were both human and non, I, I think there were both there. I lost track of time, which has never happened to me before. And I was getting angry. You, you remember you saw the, toward the end, um, Gracie mm-hmm. was getting very affected because of yeah. her psychic abilities. Whereas I don't profess to have psychic abilities, so I was looking at it more as an investigator. And we started getting responses, and I didn't want to leave. I felt very um, connected mm. to the home, and I was like, "This is this is great! Like we're we're getting exactly what." And and I and I also felt this bubbling anger inside of me, which is not mm. like myself. Emotions. And I was projecting it at her. Like, she was like, no, I want to get you out of here. I want to get the cameraman out of here. Poor camera guy. Oh, yeah. He had never been on anything like no. that. He, he, he came in a skeptic, and he left a lever. Yeah, and, I felt and, bad for him at some point. I was like, oh, God, poor guy. No, yeah, no, I know. I, he shit his pants. In retrospect, <laughs> I felt bad for him, too. But at the time, I was like, listen, we need you here. You got to shoot this stuff. He wisely left the home with Gracie when she was like, it's getting to go. And I was insistent. I was like, well, I'm not leaving here. And I was being affected. And I said, fine, like, I will just let me clear out. Let me grab some equipment from the house if we're if we have to leave. And apparently a half hour had passed. Well, you know, any, any, you know, 25 to 30 minutes had passed and they were just sitting in the car. And I, and I do not remember it. I do not remember the time in the house. To me, it felt like three minutes. I went in, grabbed stuff, and went back to the car. And they were both like, where the hell were you? That's what happens when I go into Nordstrom's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That. Everyone's like, where the hell did you go, Mom? <laughs> what are these credit card charges? <laughs> I can't remember anything. <laughs> so weird. I thought I was in there for two minutes. I didn't realize I was in there for three hours. Yeah, no. <laughs> that Hinsdale house without the, you know, the nice retail aspect of it. <laughs> Why did you pick the Hinsdale house and a little bit of the history on that home? 
Oh, sure. Um, I picked the, the Hinsdale house was very appealing because it, there's, first of all, it's a very remote location in upstate New York. There's nothing, and I mean nothing around it that could compromise an investigation. You're literally on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. So there's no way to fake an investigation. There's no way to um, have the, you know, the results of anything you capture be explained away by, oh, there's traffic. Somebody came on the property in the middle of the night. No, there's nothing there. There's no, <laughs> so it's that stereotypical haunted house that are in the middle of these woods that have a terrible history, by the way. The history of the woods was there's essentially a massive Native American massacre which took place on that site. On top of that, the property was once owned by Shanghaiers, and they would go to the local railroad, kill people, and they would store their bodies in the basement of this home. So you had this traumatic energy going on, as well as there's a lake connected to the house, and there was a satanic witch who made a covenant with Satan to basically bring souls to the property. So you had those three elements going on right in the middle of this home. <laughs> um, and that was very appealing to me. You had an intelligent haunt, which is spirits that want to interact with you, but you also had that residual energy, which is kind of like energy that's just in playback mode constantly. So I knew we would get a reaction by picking that location. And that to me was like, this is it. This is our, this has to be the first documentary because it's every element we're looking for in one location, one-stop shop, if you will, <laughs> in uh, the terms. <laughs> it's a terrifying location. I like, I picturing the, you know, Jason with the mask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and it, that's exactly how you feel if you take away the paranormal aspect of it and you just go to the location, you're going to feel unnerved because it, it, it has that vibe. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention, there's also a hanging tree on the property oh. where people were hung. So Ooh. you have those elements and you're swimming right in the middle of it if you're doing an investigation in this home. Do you research these places like a lot before you go visit them, their history and... Yeah. I do. Gracie doesn't. So Gracie doesn't want to know anything. Gracie mm. was just like, let me show up and let me catch the vibe and see if what you have researched matches with what I'm feeling. And as you saw in the documentary, the things she was picking up were directly related to what was occurring on the property, particularly the witch. The witch was very drawn to Gracie, mm -hmm. Mike, and I, I was being manipulated in a sense, but in a different way. I was being more comforted by it, so I would say. Oh, she wanted you. That's it. Uh -huh. That's it. She was like, okay, I got one. This guy's like falling all over this place. He wants to be here. I'm going to use that energy. I'm going to manipulate it. And I'm going to make him feel very welcomed here. And I, and I yeah. understand it's manipulation. So you were, you were feeling that for months, too, that strange yeah. feeling. Yeah, no, I, I dream about the property. I feel very like I want to go. I want to go back. Whereas Gracie and Mike were, are very Hell smart. No. And they're like, no, <laughs> like, no, we're not going back there. Like, what are you crazy? Like, what's going well, well, Why would we do that? <laughs> yeah. 
you saw the scratches on her belly. She's like, no, we're not opening ourselves up to that anymore. Oh, How do you get into these places without trespassing or getting in trouble? And did someone live there? And why was there so much stuff in there? Yeah, the awesome questions. Um, yes, the, the, the good news is the, the current property owner is actually a paranormal investigator himself. Wow. Yes. And they were going to tear that property down. And he was like, hell no. With all the stuff that has occurred there, he loves it like we do. And he's like, no, I, I have to keep this as a foundation for paranormal investigators that want to come and investigate. So I was able to get his information and I emailed the property and he's like, if you really want to do an overnight, we can make that happen. Just like, you know, he's not liable. So sign this waiver to me. <laughs> if anything happens to you, it's not my fault. But if you're serious about it and you want to do an overnight and obviously like we had a back and forth. So he knew like I wasn't just some wacko off the street that just wanted to have fun in a haunted house <laughs> when he knew there was a serious documentary being done he was all on board so he granted us permission so that's why there is still furniture in the home and some artifacts because he's actually in the process of trying to restore it but also leaving it historically intact because there are some pieces of furniture that have been in the home from the time even the exorcisms took place within the home so it, it's authentic furniture which definitely carries a vibration i can tell you that I've been to the Whaley House in San Diego. That yeah. was fun. That's kind of like a tour. And yes. I've been to a few plantations in, oh, in Louisiana. Yeah. So I haven't been to that one. I think I would be scared to go to Myrtles. Yeah. But what I was trying to do is I was going to the places that I had ancestry connections with. So, oh, but the great. one, the Whitney Plantation, my actual ancestor, Ambrose Haydell, actually built that. And so I oh, really wanted to go to that one, but yeah, I didn't have, have time. To. And oh. I have Marie Laveau in my tree, so I wanted to go oh to her grave. So I was like, all these haunted places that are like yeah. historically haunted places. I, I don't know about the Myrtles, though. I, I've heard it's so strong. many creepy stories about that one. It's but there's some that are like bed and breakfast now. That are oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the ancient Ram Inn in England, which has so much demonic activity and the new owner took it and made it a bed and breakfast i'm like okay so go sleep with demons overnight like i'm like what you mean breakfast like, but i don't know, know about bed yeah <laughs> ever heard of echo bodine yes yes she's like one of the ogs that came out on tv and you yeah. know so it was interesting because she said that most of the spirits that she deals with might be angry moody as fuck but she's never really come across that are super evil now when you talk mm -hmm. about they're straight up evil yes what do you think their purpose is where do you think they come from what's the difference between them and like earthbound ghosts yes gr great questions and I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because some people don't they deny the existence of demons or demonic activity i have both experienced it but have also have friends who are demonologists that have I mean, undeniable proof that there's a demonic realm and uh, spirit realm. The main difference is demons have never walked in human form. Their only goal is to possess and infest. To be honest with you, if I sense there's demonic activity in a home, I will usually pass it over to friends who are demonologists because that's their specialty. 
whereas I try to stay away from it if I can, uh, whereas I will help people, obviously, if they're having some form of demonic activity in the home. But if I feel overwhelmed, I'll pass it off to people. The main difference to me is if you were a nasty individual in life, you're probably going to be a nasty individual in the afterlife. And, and you're going to do things that are going to irritate people and annoy people. And you might even hurt them a little bit because you were just a prick in life. So that negative energy can, can, can carry over. If somebody had, was an asshole in the neighborhood when they pass on and they stayed bound to that property, they're going to be an asshole there. But a demon is specifically bred to cause chaos, to hurt, to injure, and possess. I have a good friend of mine. His name is Ralph Sarchi, who's a demonologist. And he spent his whole career in New York City as a demonologist outside of being a police chief. So he experienced the worst of humanity and the worst of inhumanity, if you will. Damn. Yeah. Mandy, I'm so glad that you brought up Echo, though, because her and her brother were like a team of investigators that would go out like back in the 80s and 90s or whenever yeah. it was back when they did it. And they still kind of work together. So I think that's so cool. It kind of reminds me of you and Gracie in some way. The oh, thank spiritual you. Team. Yeah. I, I, was, I was very glad when she opened herself up to like coming along. Like I went to the Amityville house years ago and I had two Ooh. people with me and they wouldn't go up to the actual home. They stayed on the perimeter of the property. Whereas I was like, no, I'm, I want to check this out. I want to go in the backyard. I want to look at, you know, as much detail as I could. But when I mentioned that to Gracie, she got a hit. Like, no, don't go back. Don't mess with that energy. There's definitely a negative energy there. So if she's not willing to go to a place, I know there's a reason for it. And if she is, it's awesome because she can, like, for instance, I'll give you a, a good example. I went to Gettysburg once and she wasn't able to come. So I was talking to her on speakerphone in the middle of a graveyard at one o'clock in the morning. And she said, Brian, get ready to get out of there. I said, why? She said, look beyond the horizon of the trees. Do you see some black shapes? Sure enough, I did. She started speaking this Native American language, which she obviously doesn't what? speak. I had no idea what she was saying. I said, what did you just say? She said, I was warding off the angry Native American spirits that were just about to charge you and attack you because they find you're being disrespectful in their, wow. in their Western place. And sure enough, yeah. I mean, I got a very tense feeling and uh, the hair started picking up on the back of my neck and I got out of there. Whoa. Thanks to her, <laughs> she spared me from an attack because I would have yeah. kept pushing the buttons and provoking. Yeah, so you need a Gracie, just like you said, better than any device. What devices do you use? I'm kind of old school, to be honest with you. There's a lot of people that will, you know, they'll get into the high-tech laser beams, but I think that old school is best, as did Ed Warren when he would investigate. So I use nothing more than a digital voice recorder. I'll use divining rods, which I find extremely useful. I don't know why more uh, investigators do. don't That's use. Right. I, I yeah. love divining rods. I, I've gotten major responses, both because I can also feel it. When something's manipulating, I can feel it taking control. And I use an EMF detector, which uh, picks up electromagnetic fields. So it, that can just help me 
point me in the right direction of where the energy is. And then from there, I can use more old school methods, which is digital voice recorder, a camera, and just basic equipment. I find that works the best. Mm -hmm. What is the best proof you think that you've ever gotten? Oh man, that is a great question. Um, for me, uh, physically and audibly, it was in Gettysburg when I was doing, uh, I wasn't necessarily doing provocation, but I came back to a site that I'd been to previously. And I said, do you remember me? And you could hear, mm-hmm, on the audio. And I was completely alone. And uh, this gentleman's name was Buddy. And I got full audio as well as heavy wax on the uh, divining rods. I got a shove and I got something thrown at me in that same spot. So oh, okay. to me personally, every time I go to Gettysburg, it's like, it's almost like they're going, oh, he's back. Oh, yeah. he's back mm -hmm. here. Let's mess with him again. Cause here he comes again. It sounds like that. Yeah. So, well, yeah. if I ever go, I want to go with you. That sounds oh, like totally. super fun. Oh, no, well, I could probably read, piss read myself. As long as it's yeah. not at night. Yeah. Okay. Deal. That's fair. It, it does take on a different vibe at night. Oh, I'm I sure. Well, Shanna and I have always been intrigued with this. And last October, her and I, so we have in Colorado. I knew you were going to do it. She's going to make fun of me. Go, go for it. I can. I because I'm a pussy. I admit it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you can say you're smart. You just, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where something, I, you know. Where I'll piss my pants and I don't right. want to. And I'm the opposite. I'm like overly confident because I've died a couple times and I'm pretty sure I have about four lives left still. So I'm, I'm good. <laughs> See, so you want to make the most of it. Yes. <laughs> I'm, actually been a, I'm actually been a ghost. So I know what it's like to be on the other side as a spirit. <laughs> oh, See? You like to have fun. <laughs> right? I just wish that I would have stayed as a, a ghost for a little bit longer so I could have seen if I could have fucked with people a little bit, you know? <laughs> See, I would do that too. If I was, when I cross, I want to hang around for a little bit and have yeah. some fun for those right? exact reasons. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> up to this area by our home. So my little one kept seeing Indians in my house and talking about these peoples, she called them. And so we started looking up the history around us and it was a lot of Native Americans in the area. So Shanna and I were like, dude, let's go. Yeah. So, Dude, it was such a joke. We we get, we get out there. Wait, Put it on. yeah, it's not a joke. First of all, it's called Third Bridge. It's a legendary haunted place. Right. Let me tell you why it was a joke. We put like the little app on that shows yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we had no clue what the hell we're doing. I brought like my, my Indian drum, you know, trying I'm to like doing bring some provoking. <laughs> I, that's I got you. There's drumming there every night. Everybody gets evidence of that. Yeah, so Shanna um, saw like some eyes in a bush and she started running back and stayed in the car for the rest of the time. It was a cute puppy. She thought it was like a, I don't know, a demon. I thought it was a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was so freaking fun and we got the craziest picture and we took the picture of a tree that was half yeah. alive, half dead. And we, had, we just took a picture of the tree because we thought it was pretty. And that was the yeah. best we got. It was a picture of a Indian man with his headdress on with a horse like coming down on his head, like touching mm -hmm. his head. I mean, it's insane. Wow. Well, pretty rad. Oh, my yeah, God. It's pretty crazy. Phenomenal. I mean, there's like no denying it. And what is validating is that if you look through all the accounts of Third Bridge, 
people always have said that they've seen like a horse and an Indian. Yeah. So yeah. we were, we didn't even know that. And we didn't even know that we had that in our picture for like days either until we were like, what is that? Yeah. That's so, see, Yeah, you can go on our website to look at it, but we'll send it to you. Yeah, no, I now I'm so excited to see that. Oh no, I'm yeah. I'm on board. I want to see this photo. But Mandy wants to go back there. I'm like, fuck that. No, we got a picture <laughs> of a freaking ghost. Not, like, no, we're good. I'm like Gracie, <laughs> we're good. You know, <laughs> You don't want to see that full body apparition, you know, manifest in front of you. That's not your. <laughs> yeah, so we did a whole episode on it. We also studied some of the most haunted places. Gettysburg was on there. We did the White House. Yeah. We, I'll tell you what I thought was very interesting is that the Stanley Hotel here in Colorado in Essex Park. Yes. Haunted. We found out that it was built on top of a massive piece of crystal quartz. And crystal quartz is supposed to kind of, you know, connect you to the, the spiritual world. And I was like, right. whoa. Love yeah. Vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, much like well, limestone. It's the same thing. So that makes total sense. That's yeah. actually a location I really want to go to. So that's awesome. You two but, have accessibility. Well, that, to that. well, that's where we live. We live in Colorado. So that's, yeah. you know, that's one place that's accessible to us. And everyone, you know, goes there for like Halloween and stuff like that. It's kind oh, of yeah. Like a fun trip to do. No, thank you. But yeah, I have, <laughs> you know, I have my own paranormal thing going on in my house. So yeah, what what yeah. is that about? What 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 what's occurring there? <laughs> well, it's been over. You know, I've always sent stuff like in every home, even since I was very little. But this has been a little different. It's been a lot, and everybody in the house sees it, not just me. So it's great that I have yeah. everybody else. I'm not the only crazy one in the house. But things move a lot. Oh yeah. So. I didn't know we had a paranormal um, expert from England on and you know he he sometimes believes that it's it's the person's energy that might be moving the things and that could be a possibility I you know mm -hmm. sometimes you know we have these conversations my vibration rises and then I walk mm -hmm. in the room and all of a sudden things kind of shift that could yeah. be for sure it, it could I've be had people touch me you know I've oh, had yeah. people and communicate with the touch right and right. my daughter has too we've all had experiences so we have a friend who she's a paranormal investigator here locally and so we're like hey let's do another show this year and so i'm like hey my house is haunted so she brought yeah. her stuff over yeah and yeah it was really fun we did the spirit box and i think i really connected with someone i knew that was here and mm -hmm. we heard some conversations about my kids, oh, you know, really? in the background. So yeah, that was yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. My daughter has gotten pictures of like my purse moving. I mean, yeah. we've caught some cool stuff. I think it's because you're so spiritually open and for lack of a better term, a seer, you know, you can, yeah. you can feel and sense those things that energies are attracted to you. And so you are more prone to experience activity, you know, like poltergeist type activity. So even if it doesn't emanate from you, which I'm, uh, from what you're describing, it sounds like there's an energy that was already there, seems like attracted to you. So I, I think that's fantastic. I mean, especially- Well, and like Mandy said, we live on this, like this whole area is a Indian burial ground. This was a very, you know, sacred space for the Indians. Yes. So that could be yes. just old energy. Like I do, I drum a lot. I'm very connected to my ancestors right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe just that vibration is opening up 
to a receive that. I mean, Mandy has stuff at her house too. They found bones in her neighborhood. Oh my, really? <laughs> oh yeah, there's definitely something going on there. <laughs> there's, anytime well, bones are disturbed, it, there's usually activity follows shortly and thereafter. And she lives in that neighborhood. Oh man. I love it. It was thousand year old uh, Native American bones. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, that's so incredible. right think because if you think about it there's history in every ounce of soil probably in the united completely, states completely. why do you think, why do you think they're attracted to certain areas over other ones obviously gettysburg we know it's because mm -hmm. you know so many people were yeah. there what are your thoughts on that that's a great question in some cases i think it's physical because like they've shown like when you were talking earlier about the crystals there's evidence of high degrees of limestone attract and for lack of a better term trap spirit energy so for instance my uncle's home was experiencing strange activity and it's an old historic home i said can i go check out your basement and when i went down to the basement sure enough the entire basement was built of limestone i said you this is a magnet for this you're this literally harnesses and traps the energy and it's going to play back. So that's what he was experiencing is a very much a residual haunt of um, actual servants that were in the home way before him. Luckily, it was able to die the activity down a little bit, but it was nothing for him to freak out about. But in certain cases, for instance, someone loved their, their big home that they had and they say, well, I'm never leaving. Like, this is my house. Mm -hmm. I'm never leaving. You are now declaring that spiritually that your soul is bound to this property. To this, I, yeah, this earth place that yes. you're not supposed to hold on to anymore. But they it's, did. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. And so that's where you experience a lot of angry uh, mm. type spirit energy. That, that's not inhuman. It's human. But right. you now bound yourself to that location. And that's wow. why certain locations are just like, boom, this energy Wait, is here. Y'all, I just totally figured something out for people. If yeah. you are having this, this energy that you need to get rid of, you need to freaking get tourmaline countertops mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. even the granite would yeah. be good because yeah. those stones actually absorb negative energy. Perfect. Are you it's kidding like, me? That's it's the like, answer. It's like, fun, it's like fun <laughs> shui for everyone the paranormal. Needs to go <laughs> for real that would work yeah would. you know why because i have an extra 10 grand sitting around to put a tournament <laughs> you too yeah well yeah. it's either that or move <laughs> or move <laughs> that um, is a great uh, idea i would love tourmaline <laughs> hematite I'm the idiot who would love it though. I'd be like, no, I'm setting up a camera. I want to, I'm going to capture this all night. Yeah, I'm opposite. I'd be, I'd be like, put limestone in everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be wearing a fucking diaper every night. <laughs> Don't you already? <laughs> I want a limestone home, completely limestone. <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh. You're fun. We like you. Thank you. You guys are too. <laughs> I'm having a good time. You have amazing teeth. Thank you. Thank you so oh. much. I actually hey. have a dental appointment tomorrow, so I run Do you? Good for you. A man who takes care of his teeth. limestone in for your cavities. <laughs> yeah, put the limestone in. What are your thoughts on orbs? 
Or, oh, very much. Uh, orbs are just spirit energy attempting to manifest that don't have the strength to do so. It requires so much energy to get a full-bodied apparition, which is why so many paranormal investigators are like, that's my holy grail, just to experience a full-bodied figure in front of me. Because okay. they know how much energy it takes for a spirit to do that. So when you're experiencing the orbs, you'll see faces sometimes in orbs. You'll see different colors. You'll experience different volumes of orbs. That's just spirit attempting to come at you and show themselves. So I'm all about, I mean, I love orbs. I've, I've taken photos in historical places where orbs are all around me. I've had some with characteristics of a face in them. So I've, orbs to me are very conclusive evidence, whereas some dismiss them. I'm all about them. Let's have you share, because this Halloween, tell us a scary story. <laughs> oh, I like this. Do you want like a true life yeah, scary something story? Scary. I'll, give you, I'll give you one. There was a woman who contacted me. Her son was being harassed by a force. And the child started calling it the shadow man. And was terrified by this thing because it would show up both outside the home and inside the child's, the child's bedroom. And the mother was distraught because she started hearing something in the house. And at first, of course, she thought, oh, this was an imaginary thing. My child is probably just having some anxiety or stress. But when she started hearing the footsteps and the bangs and then family members' names being called, she realized this is a real force within the home. What stuck out to me immediately was she told me, it's getting more and more aggressive and I'm hearing things all along every aspect of the home, whether it's the basement, the bathroom, the, the loud bangings were occurring. And she started seeing a figure which was blacker than black, hence, the shadow man. That's why the little child was like, no, it's shadow, shadow man. Shadow man to the child started off as a benevolent spirit, just kind of whispering and wanting to be friends. But then it started telling the child to hurt its parents. That's when they reached out to me and uh, yeah. And I needed more. I knew that a spirit that was not invited could not come into the home, it would remain outside. So something within this family caused this spirit to infest their home. So I asked her, I said, were you, were you messing around with a Ouija board? Was there any type of ritual taking place by you or a family member, even if it was just for fun? And she couldn't think of anything right away until it hit her. Oh, but I did buy this ring at a fair from a witch. I kept it in my closet in a bag and I didn't even think about it until you asked. So I said, do me a favor. I said, send me that ring if you're willing and able. We're gonna monitor the activity from that point on once the ring is out of your home. Well, I know your audience can't see it, but I happen to have the ring 
with me. And it, this is that ring. Whoa. Um, I, don't, I don't even like handling it, to be honest with you. So I'm putting it right back. Because within 10 minutes of just having the ring in my hand, I had an energy shoot right up my arm. And it was the first time I ever felt that I was not in complete control of my body. It actually frightened me. I was rattled by it because I was felt like all day I was fighting for control of myself. And that's not an experience I've ever had before. To make a long story uh, short, I consecrated it with holy water. I said some binding prayers. Um, we did some sage on it. And sure enough, I can happily report that, that the activity has completely ceased in this woman's home. But there is absolutely a negative presence within this ring. Gracie put it in her hand. I said, don't keep it in your hand, please. Mm -hmm. And what she heard was, do you ever see the movie, The Witch? It's a creepy movie. At the end, you kind of hear this demonic laughing. You know, he's kind of like, ah, I've got you now. That's the voice that Gracie heard within the ring. And she says, oh, there's something yeah. very, yeah. She said, there's something very bad infested within this ring and nobody should ever, ever own it. The conclusion we came to is this witch was practicing black magic and literally infested this ring just because she could and wanted to. I'm so evil because I was like, ooh, I could think of a couple people I'd love to send that ring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are evil. Wait, guess, does no. she want her ring back or is that way to no. like, no, keep no, your no, ring? No, 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 no. No, she wants nothing to do with it. She's like, thank you. The, the family's great. They were very sweet, but they don't want this ring back. No. And I actually wouldn't send it back to them. Yeah. I'm going to be disposing of it. This is this a is new a, yeah. story. This, this is an exclusive that only you two <laughs> have, and I've never Thank even you. talked about. What's that, Shanna Banana? My holy, holy water and my sage. <laughs> That's what see right there. Uh, you, I have the same thing. Keep it in my purse. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that you have that. Thank you so much for coming on. You've been oh my just so pleasant. No, thank you for having <laughs> me. I loved it. Yeah, tell our listeners where they can find you and what you got going on. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I have a, a little podcast that I do. It's uh, Footsteps in the Attic, and uh, it's on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Currently, we are working on potentially the second documentary, since you mentioned that earlier. Good. We're locked in a, a, a creepy location. We're in discussions in the Philadelphia area, something very haunted and very negative. Uh, Grace, you'll love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm also currently working on something uh, alien in nature, because I'm also into UFOs. Ooh, so me we're going to see, we're going to delve into that too. So we do this thing called break that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Be open to the other realm. Be open to the skies and be open to that object that you think you might have seen that doesn't quite fit. It probably doesn't. And it's probably there for a reason that is beyond our understanding. And if you're having that negative experience or that creepy experience in your home, that is also there for a reason. So just be open to it and seek help if you need it, but also embrace it. Awareness. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you're freaking awesome. How are you? I just foresaw us all 
at the Stanley in Estes Park. And, You're on. Uh, and then I also first saw us all in, with Gracie in New Orleans. Uh, Ooh. Well, <laughs> so Madame Laveau investigating. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, and I have two witches in my family too, Anne Pudiator and Bridget Bishop, but they weren't really witches. They were just healers, I think. But yeah. they, hey, they were cool. That's, that's awesome. That's such a yeah. great lineage to so, have. Be cool people over here. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. Well, thank you so much. I would highly suggest everyone go and watch that movie, which is of Hinsdale. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor, and I've had yeah. such a blast. Okay. Yes, nice to meet you, Ryan. Nice to meet you. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.